Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, I don't know if you've seen all the press about Pamela Anderson's new documentary on Netflix. <gasps> yes. So I had been seeing so much press about it um, because she did a cover for Variety, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just publicizing the heck out of it, which, which as they should. As they should. And honestly, if something like the Pam and Tommy show and not getting your consent for it if that yeah. had happened to me oh my god yeah. I, I would want my own revenge documentary exactly. and all the publicity in the world absolutely exactly i support it right so i was like okay i have to watch this so i did i watched it yesterday and i loved it i really never really cared so much about her i knew like, nothing about her yeah i really frankly. knew nothing about her like i know a lot of people like dressed as her for halloween especially after pam and tommy yeah people dressed as her in barbed wire like People are big fans of her. I just never really was interested. And then she was in Chicago on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And that is in the documentary. And I love, like, literally, that was my letterbox review. It was, like, the ending I loved. It was all about her being in Chicago and how she's finally, like, working on something that, like, she's proud of. And uh -huh. that, like, she wasn't thinking, like, what is my boyfriend or my husband or my kids going to think of this? She's like, now I'm at a point where I can just do this for myself. And they showed the choreographer um, who was, like, helping her in rehearsal and stuff and he said this really nice thing about like people are going to say that she's not worthy of this role in x y and z and he's like why should you tarnish somebody's dream and like i don't know i don't know how to he said it very like simple and eloquently of like why are we hating on this woman like yeah genuinely like why like how did this hurt you and it's true like you know chicago does a lot of like publicity and stunt casting and we've seen that a lot in other broadway shows i mean like mean girls have like sabrina carpenter who i love cameron dallas like you, you always see this sort mm -hmm. of stuff and it's frustrating and then you know there are so many women who it's like they would be an incredible roxy hart and pamela anderson's gonna be her she can't even sing yeah but it's like the way he said it was really nice and it was nice because they showed a lot of the parallels between her in the character and she also was saying that too of like oh. and i love chicago i literally grew up with that cd um because my mom at one of my sister's dance recitals when she was like four years old they did mama morton's song and my mom was like what is this song because oh it's like gosh. when you're good to mama yeah. and my mom was like me i'm mama <laughs> um, so my mom bought us the cd bb new worth and i grew up listening to that on Aww. repeat so and I actually haven't even seen the Broadway production. I haven't so either. Big. Uh, but the movie I own on DVD, Chicago was the start of musical theater for me. But she she was saying how like the subtext to her was like her sex tapes and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, she's, she's very similar to Roxy Hart in that way. And they showed a lot of the footage from it. I was kind of surprised. Oh. I mean, not a lot. It's not like a, a bootleg. But they did show quite a bit. They showed rehearsals and stuff. And I really loved that. And I just love that they took a really nice arc with it. It starts with her childhood trigger warning. She was molested by her female babysitter. Whoa. When she was 
really young and she was like i of course like i hope she dies like i you know she really yeah felt a lot of hate towards this woman as she should and the babysitter ended up dying in a car crash so then she felt that guilt of like i caused this of course because anyone who you're you know so that was awful and then she uh had stuff happen when she was 12 like all this stuff and just like how she was exploited and i just felt like this was so nice to see her finally be able to speak for herself and they show a ton of the interviews that she did with jay leno and just all these like late night talk shows Mm -hmm. and they would always ask about her boobs and her implants and stuff like that and think that they were being like progressive about asking about that and she would always play it off and she would always be like oh ha 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 and she's actually really smart and like she's back living with her mom and it's just so interesting she also talks about how she like never really she's not smart with her money she wasn't like blowing it but she's like people thought that I had a lot of money and I never knew how to market myself Mm -hmm. and I would always say like no people are making money off of me I'm not making the money all this stuff and you know she's had really interesting marriage with Tommy Lee she has two sons with him Mm -hmm. um and she was saying how she would always be with these other men and how she just realized like she all she wanted was like to just have like that father figure for her sons and it just wasn't going to be their father and i don't know i really really loved this i gained a lot of respect for her um because it's very easy when you don't know much about a person to just be like oh she's a playboy bunny and you know she was on Baywatch and she made a sex tape you know and like all that was completely wrong and of course this is her point of view but um it's like produced by her sons and yeah I just really loved it and at the end she kind of says like she doesn't know what's next for her and she just is like trying to use her branding and like whatever she can and she started working with PETA and she did like a roast and she got paid like $250,000 to do that like whatever those like public roast talk things and she donated all that to PETA and like she's just trying to like use her image for good that's awesome um so yeah I I really enjoyed it that was a long you know review of that but now I have no interest in watching it but that's the arc of it is just really good it takes you through all of it takes you through her childhood growing up when she started her marriage after that um how she reacted to the pam and tommy uh, show and um then after with chicago and where she is now and it's interesting because tommy lee's now married to Brittany furlon who she was like on vine and stuff oh and i she came on my tiktok and she was like basically like defending her and tommy interesting and everybody in the comments is like pamela never said a single word about you yeah why are you taking it personally or like why are you just now you're trying to be like relevant like oh like now i'm in the media again no like let it be she never said anything bad yeah i just i have a lot of respect for her so i'm glad i watched it and i would definitely recommend it i loved it i loved it i think if people are gonna hate on her i'm gonna be like "Uh uh-huh have you watched the documentary because I think people will relate to her story and have a lot of empathy for her. And at the end of the day, it just like shows what the media can do and how you can get trapped in that too. Truly. Yeah. 
I love that. Did you watch anything recently? I actually just was in the theaters and I saw the re-release of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. Watched it in theaters again. Uh And it is, first of all, really needs to be seen on a big screen. Yes. And second of all is almost better the second time around. Yeah, I, I saw it twice and definitely, I, I mean, I sh- should see it a third time. I'm so happy. So, so happy. I mean, I have the AMC A-list, you know, yes. so I can go to the movies whenever I want, uh-huh. but it's re-released for $5 That's and apparently amazing. has made an already made over a million dollars being back from box office again so i love i don't know if they like pre-planned that because you know it did come out almost a year ago it came out in like april yeah but i think it's a really smart move to re-release movies once oscar season comes rolling around again Mm -hmm. so that that's just my my fun little comment i would love to see more movies re-released in theaters for the they call it like fan favorite five dollar yes, movies yes i, I went so much fun i went to dune last year when it got like re-released um yeah i think that's great when they do that because sometimes you know something's good but it passes you by and then come award show season it's like the hot movie and you're yeah. like i didn't see it and that's actually what happened to me with the movie that we're talking about today the banshees of inisherin because if you remember even in our golden globe nomination episode i was like i don't really know about this one right we were like why is it nominated why is it nominated for, for so, so much, much? And, and then I it won couldn't even say the, the name globes yes so um this is now on hbo max which we love, love. and yeah i'm glad that it's being re-released in that also, like, my parents this weekend were like, oh, like, we're watching a movie that you had been telling us about. Well, what movie? And they uh, rented The Triangle of Sadness. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm glad that, like, these movies are either coming back in theaters, on a streaming, available to rent, because I know it's hard and you get, like, extreme FOMO when you're like, um, this is nominated and now I have no chance to see it before because it yep. came out a while ago, but not long enough ago that it's anywhere. Exactly. So, Yeah. I watched this and it's written and directed by Martin McDonough. And starring Colin Farrell and Brennan Gleeson, who I don't want to say exclusively work with Martin McDonough, but they Mm -hmm. are always in a Martin McDonough project and together. Um, I don't know if you've seen the the last one they were in together, which was in Bruges, which was from like 2009 or something. It's such a fun funny movie for i am such a big martin mcdonough fan girl because he has also written a lot of plays yes well that's what i was gonna mention yeah i mean i think more often than not most high schools will have some production of the pill man Mm -hmm. (laughs) during your four years of high school which was his kind of big break um and he always writes and directs his film projects, which I love. love. And he's dating Phoebe Waller-Bridge now. Exactly. Which I also love. And that combo just makes all the sense in the world. Oh my gosh, that is the only, he's the only man that is good enough for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. In my humble opinion. And if they have a child, like (gasps) that will be a prodigy. Oh my gosh, that child's mind. I I can't. I can't. I recently saw it his play hangman (gasps) love hangman Um, because that was on broadway and it was fun it was it's just he's so smart yeah oh my gosh and i think 
My favorite thing about Martin McDonough is that he can take a situation so minute Mm -hmm. and you would think that you can't build, you know, a 114 minute movie off of this premise and makes it something so interesting and so true to life and so dramatic and the stakes are so high that it... I, I think he's a genius. Like, what, name anyone else that could make a movie based off the premise of two adult men in a lifelong friendship. One of them decides they don't want to be friends with the other anymore. Yeah. That is the premise and of this movie. make it so, like, intense. It's so intense. It's riveting. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. The I know we had just uh, been talking about color grading a lot lately. Yeah. But the... The cinematography in Banshees of Inisherin is so stunning on this coastal Irish town. The the greens of the grass and the blues of the water. Oh my gosh, I was completely enthralled by this movie. I wrote my letterbox review, White Men Stay Creating Problems Where There Were None. Because <laughs> I felt like That's too it funny. ended and I was like, did they need to do any of that? No, they didn't. No. But also, like... It felt so theatrical. <gasps> the be- because he oh also God. is a playwright. But, like, in the beginning when he is trying to talk to Callum. Yeah. And he just, like, goes around. He's like, Callum's not talking to me. Callum's not talking to me. It's like... You know, I, oh, my gosh. Also, I'm just... Sidebar, I love Colin Farrell. Yeah. So... Anyway, no, I also love him. Mm, it was just give me that accent. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Although I did mean like the subtitles because yeah, they were laying that Irish on thick. Some things in I was like, "What'd you say? What'd you say?" Um, but some of them I was reading the subtitles, and I was like, "That's really what they said." I didn't. I thank God I have these on because I For thought real. I heard something else. But yeah, this I don't know. I enjoyed it for what it is. I don't think it's like the most fascinating story. No, it's not. It's not the most fascinating story. Not that it has to be, but like, I just kind of like ended watching it and was like, did I need any of that? I don't know. Yeah. I think I could have lived without it. No, that's fair. I enjoyed watching it, but it felt like, like a writing prompt. Yeah. Of like... And in a really well done one of like, wow, you made a movie about like one of the simplest problems. It's not a simple problem, a very realistic problem and a serious one, but a... But there's nothing... Kind of a simple premise. Yeah, it's a very simple premise. Like exploding it to cutting your fingers off. So it was very interesting in that way, but I guess, I don't know, I could use a little love, a little less men (laughs) um well i i agree with that and i also i was sitting there watching it and i was like if someone had made this exact same movie but it was about female friendships instead of male friendships Mm. it would be well at first it would yeah and it would have to be written and directed by a female yes i don't even want to begin to think about a movie no but i feel like people would man directs a female friendship, please. Yeah, don't. ew, no. You just don't, don't understand. Want that. You don't get it. You don't, you don't get it. But I, I feel like it would be trivialized. Yeah. And I feel like upon initial release, this may or may not have been trivialized. Yeah. Um. You know the 
when you hear the basic concept, I think you're kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb. But then you sit down and watch it and it's, oh, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying about like not really getting anything out of it. You know, there's no like big life lesson no. or, or whatever. It's just, I, I at least found it riveting yeah. to watch and so funny. It is funny because he's so like, he's dull. Funny. He's dull. He's dull. I love the dynamic that Colin Farrell has at home with his sister Siobhan mm-hmm. and the old lady who has no idea what's going on. And yeah. it's, I, 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 again, maybe I'm too much of a Martin McDonough stan and a Colin Farrell stan that I may have been a little blinded. No. But at the same time, I, like the, uh, so many other films that we've watched that people I like have been and have been boring. So I don't yeah. know. It, maybe it's just the the theatrical tone to it all. It definitely yeah. felt like watching a play with a yes. camera. Yes. Which is and, I, movie, and I do but... think that this is better as a movie. I think if I saw it as a play, I'd be like, boring. Okay, this is boring. No, it helps that it was so beautiful too. Yeah. I think yeah. the the production design is out of this world. I mean, yeah. I, and I don't think I would ever like see the beauty of Ireland if it were not for... Martin McDonough, so I think he's really cornered cornered the market there. Yeah. No, I feel bad. I think I'm gonna change my letterbox. <laughs> no, not not what I said. I do agree that white men just find problems where there are none. Truly. Um, but I gave it three stars. I think it does deserve more. Sometimes I just need time to reflect because I. It's true. It's I, true. Um, I changed my. Yeah, stars. not that you persuaded me to like it more, but. Some like I I finished watching it and my roommate had seen it and I was like, yeah I just finished it and I don't know, but now I'm like no there was beauty to it and I think Colin Farrell was great in it. I also loved Barry Keown in this. Um, I also actually right before we started recording, um, I read that he was like in like thirty foster homes or something. Oh my god! And he got his first acting role like through an ad in the newspaper or something. Um, That's insane. Yeah, and now he's 30 – okay, wait, maybe he wasn't in th- – okay, I'm messing it up. He is 30 years old. I think he was in the foster system. I don't think he went to 30 foster 13 homes. 13 foster homes. 13. Foster homes, he is 30 years old. Okay. I, I read it, and I mixed the numbers. That's okay. I um, mean, like, even if you're speaking in exaggeration, like, that, that th- 13 feels like 30 foster homes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, he's nominated for an Oscar. So I'm... Yeah, incredible performance. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch on screen. And, yeah, I would recommend this. I'm happy that it's on HBO Max. I want to recommend it to my mom because she's yeah. going to Ireland next month. Oh, fun. Um, And I think that this is just, like, a fun time. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, people have been joking because Colin Farrell and... Uh, Barry are in The Killing of a Sacred Deer together. Yes. So I'm happy to see them back together again. Um, I love The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I need to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Your Ghost Land the most is the love of my life. Um, except Dog Tooth is quite, <laughs> quite weird. But yeah, I was happy that I watched this. I'm just like, you know, I either watch things in theaters because I – um, I, I watch most things that I'm excited about in theaters and then at home is like where I watch like my rom-coms and documentaries yeah. because I'm like, I don't mind watching this on a smaller screen, Yeah. but this I missed in theaters. So I did have to watch it at home and it kind of gave me like the strength to watch other things at home, um, which sounds silly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to watch like new releases at home. I will stay going to theaters yes. for that, but sometimes like I don't 
watch like the classics or stuff that was released a couple years ago that I know is really good at home because I'm like, well, I missed it in theaters and what, right. I'm going to watch it on my laptop now, but you can still have a good experience. Um, and if that's what you got, then that's what you got. So yeah, I'm excited that this is on HBO Max. Yes. I hope more people are going to watch it. Yes. And uh, I would say that this is Cinema Chicks approved. Absolutely. And, you know, we stay recommending HBO Max. Always. Forever and always. I'm still waiting out on the idol with uh, Lily Rose. I know. And, and Troye Sivan. Like, when the hell is that coming out? I've been waiting literally over a year, I think. Too long. Um, but you know what? This is here for people to watch. I mean, it's com- completely different than yes. that. Um, but I mean, it, we also have the The Last of Us on HBO Max now. Which, and I need to watch it, girl. It's so. Good. I know everyone's talking about it. I I'm not a a sci-fi yeah. zombie esque type person, but You're this is so much more than that. It's so good. Okay, good. It's so good. Okay, I'm let that watch let it. that fill the hole in your heart for the time being. I'm gonna need to. And Banshee's been a sharing. I might watch it again, honestly. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Death by Bread Vans. Fingerless Fiddle Players. And waiting in fecking pubs for your friends. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much.